This episode brought to you by Team Stripes Academy. Learn from some of the top officials in the world. Start today at TeamStripesAcademy.com. You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast, the podcast for hockey referees. Each show, we discuss the world of officiating and find out that not everything is in black and white. Here's your host, Brandon Bourgeois. Hey, all right, so uh, welcome back to another episode of the Team Stripes Podcast. We uh, have a great guest for you this week. His name is Tim Mayer. Uh, this is an American guy who's grinded it out for many years in the uh, the uh, refereeing system. He's uh, currently a referee in the American Hockey League, and some of you may know that he actually also got the opportunity to referee in the recent Olympics, which is a, a big deal. So we want to welcome uh, Tim onto the show. Tim, welcome. Thank you very much, Brandon. Really appreciate you guys having me on. It's uh, my pleasure. Um, Really excited to talk with you guys. Have listened uh, listened to your show and uh, really enjoy enjoy the topics and the guests and everything. So uh, really honored to be uh, be a part of it tonight. And so we're gonna certainly set the bar pretty high because you're an Olympic referee. We gotta we gotta. This is gonna have to be a great show here, Tim. Well, that's a lot on the line. I'll, uh, I'll try and live up to it. I don't know if I can, but I'll try. And live up to it. <laughs> so where are we uh, giving you a call tonight? Here, what's going on uh, where you're at? We are um, actually. Uh, I am north of Grand Rapids, Michigan tonight. Uh, uh, with work, uh, Shoreliner Striping. There's a little plug for uh, plug for the business. Um, run with uh, fellow hockey officials uh, Jimmy Scarpace, who's out of Detroit, Michigan. Um, employees Pat Richardson, ECHL linesman, American League linesman. And uh, Jake Rakuki, who actually uh, just worked in the Cup final in the USHL and was hired full time by the ECHL as a referee and works going to work part time in the American Hockey League. So we're uh, we're an only officials company. So uh, we got that going for us, which is nice. Uh, so you mentioned you got some referees helping you out. Is that uh, part of the contractual obligation of uh, your linesmen and uh, fellow officials, or? We, we got, we, I know I got the utmost high quality people that, that we can find. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I can find any better people out there than, than officials. It takes a certain person to do what we do. I know you know that, and uh, anyone who has uh, ever worn the black and white knows that. So we're, we're in good shape. Right on. And so, uh, Tim, I just love to kind of get to know your background. I'm sure some of the listeners want to know. You know your story, so I mean, could you talk us through how you got involved with with officiating? Kind of, you know, where you got your start. I did. I was always uh, really excited with uh, officiating. Uh, my dad was a college basketball referee for twenty five years, and um, I am named after. Uh, I am actually named after uh, Tim McClellan, who was a major league baseball umpire uh, for thirty years. So officiating was kind of always of interest to me. I started working when I was 15 years old for extra money and uh, extra ice time uh, in high school. Just started working kids hockey and that went to men's league. And that kind of got into some high school hockey, travel hockey, this, that, and the other thing. And uh, I went to a USA hockey summer camp when I was in college and got hired got hired by uh, the USA Hockey Development Program, Officiating Development Program, and worked for them for uh, four and a half years. 
and then I uh, got into pro hockey from there. Uh, worked um, some of the Central League, some of the United League, some in the um, IHL, some in the Southern Professional Hockey League, some in the Central Hockey League, and then finally to the American Hockey League. So it's been uh, quite a ride, to say the least. A lot of a lot of games, a lot of miles, a lot of hotels. As you know, uh, it's been, uh, I think I've been doing it professionally now for oh, 15, 15, going into my 15th season. Jeez. And so, like like I was talking to you about before the show, I mean, I mentioned that we were talking with you with uh, your good pal, Jamie Koharski, and he said you have a really cool story about you were somebody that really, like, grinded it out over you know, your career, I mean, like, was there, was there, was there some days early on where it was just, it was that, that, that grind that he mentions where, you know, you had that tough, uh, you know, balance of working refereeing and it does, it, it becomes a grind. And I don't think it's so much with the actual, uh, you know, working games, being between the glass, being on the ice, that's not so much the grind as it is the road trips, being on the road, traveling, hotel after hotel, uh, flights, dealing with weather, long drives. Um, I really think that that's um, what, uh, you know, what really, really just, you know, gets to gets to most guys. And that's, uh, you know, no one actually, you know, gets sick of, uh, you know, officiating, I really don't think. Um, I think it's, it's all the other things that go into it, missing, missing holidays, being away from family. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's more so, I think just away from, away from the ice, everything that goes into it, um, that, that makes it such a grind. Um, and saying that when you have, you know, a schedule and you're working, um, a lot, you know, high level hockey, a lot of games, um, you're going to have them where you don't, you know, you don't feel like you're at your best or, you know, you don't feel like you have it or you might've missed something. And then, you know, mentally it can be, you know, it can become a grind. You start second guessing yourself. Um, that also goes with supervisors that, uh, you might see one supervisor, you know, one night he tells you to do one thing. And so you're trying to do that. You see a different supervisor the next night, you know, and he's telling you to do something else. Um, and that can wear on you, um, cause you're getting, you know, direction from, you know, different directions, you pull, get pulled in all kinds of different directions. But, uh, you know, you just need to keep steady, keep doing your thing, trust yourself and just, you know, push through it. You can't think about, um, you know, officiating, you can only control the things you can control. We can't control, you know, we can, you know, we can control, you know, how we look, we can control, you know, kind of shape we're in, we can control being on time, we control those kinds of things but we can't you know predict what's going to happen in the game all we can do is react so um you know i i guess um back to your question is it a grind mentally it can be um but you can't let it get to you you can't look at you know what other you know guys are getting for assignments and you can't you can't worry about those things you just have to worry about yourself uh go out and work you know to the best of your ability every single night and, um, you know, let the chips fall where they may. So I think you mentioned something cool. Like you talked about working with supervisors and stuff. And like, 
you know, I think a lot of referees obviously have their own style of doing things and they're, you know, they're very confident in, the, in their ways. I mean, is it tough sometimes to balance kind of, you know, your style of officiating with with sort of what the supervisors are, are wanting to see out of you? Um, you know what, Randy, that's a good question. And I'm going to be really, really truthful and honest with you. I was never a guy, <clears throat> if they, if a supervisor, you know, still to this day, if they told, you know, have, have told me something or, um, you know, given me some advice or coached me in a way where I think it's going to benefit me and my team on the ice, then I have no problems doing that. But in saying that, and it probably, you know, could have worked to my disadvantage. I never, ever, ever, if I was, you know, I never was one guy that says, well, you know, I'm working for Brandon tonight. So, you know, he likes no penalties. So I'm not calling any penalties or, you know, he likes me to be on the net. So I'm going to be two feet from the net all night because that's what he likes. I was never a guy that did that. I go out and I do what works for me. I do what, you know, what, what I think, um, you know, gives me the best sight lines, um, tries to, you know, I do the things that, you know, that work for me. If I, if I want to try something then I might try something, Oh yeah. You know, I can see a lot better from, from that spot or something, but I'm not going to change who I am as a person. I'm not going to change how I officiate the game. I'm certainly not going to change how I communicate with players and coaches and um, the fun I have on the ice, um, you know, with my teammates and, um, and the boys on the ice. Um, I wasn't a guy that was going to change that. I am who I am. Um, you like me, you don't like me. Um, you know, just try and be the best teammate that I can be. I think that's the most important thing that I can pass on is, you know, be, be a good teammate, uh, take care of your, you know, your guys, be, be someone that when people, you know, see your name on the schedule, that they're like, they got that highlighted. They're excited, you know, to go out and work that game. And, um, you know, those are the important things. So uh, I got a little off topic there. I apologize, but I guess I was never one to cater towards a supervisor. Um, I had my style. I have the way that I do things and they work for me. Um, you know, everyone has their own style. Everyone, you know, um, has differences and how they deal with situations or, or deal with people and that's okay. Um, but I wasn't someone that was going to, you know, quote unquote conform. Um, and, and that might've hurt me. It might not have hurt me. Um, but it, it I wasn't going to change what had gotten me that far. Um, you know, I might tweak some things. I might try some different things. I might I sure I wasn't just tuning people out. I was taking it and going, yep, I can use that. Nope. I don't really want to use that. Um, and just trying to make my game better and, you know, make me a better official. But, um, with, with, in regards to supervisors, um, I appreciate, you know, the time and dedication, uh, that they give trying to help guys, um, improve as officials. Um, and there have been certain countless, um, supervisors from the NHL level all the way to grassroots that helped me, uh, become the official that I am today that I have to be thankful for. But, um, I was, I, I wasn't going to change my game just because someone wanted me to change my game because that might have not worked for me. So I guess in a, 
long roundabout answer. That's, you know, that's kind of the way I look at it. Um, I do do some supervising. Um, I try and give back when I can. And I don't like to think of it as supervising. I've never thought of myself as a supervisor. I'd like to think about, excuse me, myself as a coach. I like to coach the guys or, or girls, um, coach them to get, you know, why don't you try this? I always say that if you, if you like it and it, and it works, then, then go ahead and use that. If it doesn't work for you, then, then that's okay. Uh, whether it's in regards to communication or end zone positioning or whatever it might be. I, I really think that uh, the, the style of supervision has changed and progressed through the years in, in a positive way. Uh, because I do think uh, we really need to, you know, not so much talk about supervising with officials because really we should be coaching our, you know, coaching our officials and um, helping them uh, being a support um, for them when things aren't going well. And, uh, you know, a sounding board, all that kind of good stuff that the players get um, us as officials, uh, you know, should, should, uh, be entitled to that as well yeah i think there's a ton of great lessons in what you just said tim honestly and like there's one thing i kind of i that when you mentioned i kind of i kind of was thinking a little bit like you said you like to have fun at the rink and as as dumb as it might sound it kind of sticks out to me because like i think a lot of people approach refereeing and see it as a very serious profession i mean you know it's something where you can't laugh you can't smile and i know i've gone at the games where i'm just so nervous and you can't really you know, you can't really crack a smile or it's tough. I mean, like you go into games and you say like you want to be the guy that everybody wants to work with and have a fun time. I mean, like what types of things do you do that really kind of helps, you know, bring that sort of mentality to the rink? Um, I don't know. I guess I think it's just uh, personality, I guess. Again, something that's something that might have hurt me along the way. Um, but I always say, you know, I'll even I'll even say to the boys sometimes like hockey is fun. And, you know, we're very, very blessed to work um, the games and the levels that we get to officiate. There are guys that would do anything. They go to the ends of the earth to be able to, to work the, the games and, and at the, the highest levels that we get to. I mean, that's a privilege. Um, we can't forget that. Uh, in, in the same um, regard, we talked about it being a grind. Well, if it's going to be a grind, you might as well look um, you know, be, be excited every time you get to go to the rink, um, to work a game, be excited to see your, your, you know, your fellow officials, you know, my best friends in this world, my, some of my, the most of my best friends are all officials that I've met. And you know what, listen, um, Jamie Koharski made a really great point and, and I want to second it, um, just on that part is. I could go to cities from the time that I worked junior hockey um, to single A, double A, and now triple A hockey. And now I've been lucky enough. I can go to countries around the world. And if I make a phone call or need something or want to visit or grab a beer or grab lunch, I, I always have, I mean, and I'm not even talking about officials. I'm talking about when you go to the rink, you know, take the time to talk you know, and have a conversation with the off-ice officials. It goes a long way, man. They, they will bend over backwards to help us out. They're, they're on our team, and there's some great, great people. Um, 
but and and they like to hang out with us. They're good people. Um, let them be in the room. Ask them how they're doing. Most of them work man's league and kids hockey and stuff for fun. Um, get to know them. Ask them questions. Um, you know, see what's going on with them. I just, you know, we, we, the grind comes up a lot. And, and, and if you're going to the rink and you're taking things serious and you're always, you know, you're not having any fun, well, then you're putting, you know, pressure on yourself and, you know, uh, your second, you, you know, unneeded pressure that you, you know, we are, we already have enough pressure on ourselves. We don't need to, you know, add any more. So I just, you keep the mood light. Like I said, once the puck drops out in the ice, I mean, th- then it's a time, you know, you buckle down, you strap in, you do the job. And, uh, but I'm still, I'm not a serious person on the ice. I'm pretty, pretty lighthearted. I think if you talk to most of the coaches and the players, I think they're pretty easy to get along with. Um, you know, I got to switch if I need to flip it, but I'm pretty easy going. I, I, I like to like to chit chat with the boys and have some laughs out there. Um, you know, think, you know, it opens the line of communication, um, with the players cause they can see then, well, you know what, this guy is human uh, and it gives you that human aspect, um, uh, of all oh, this, just, you know, this isn't some jerk in a black and white, white sweater. Who's, you know, just here to, you know, penalize us all night. They see the human, the human side. Um, if you, if you let them in and then, they know when you have to flip that switch. Now they know I'm serious. Um, you know, you don't have to, you know, but that's my style. It doesn't work for everyone. And, and like I said, that's okay. Uh, some guys are serious all the time. I have no problem, no problem with that at all. If that's, if that's, you know, the way you do things and that's what works for you, like I said, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But me, uh, it's keeping the mood light. Uh, I'd like to, you know, have fun with the guys in the locker room and, you know, catch up and, you know, and, you know, enjoy each other's company because unfortunately, uh, with all the travel and everything we do, you know, primarily most of my travel is all by myself. Um, and so when I get a chance to, uh, you know, have some of my good friends and fellow officials, uh, whether it be, you know, pregame lunch, make time for that with the guys. That's important. Post game. If you have time to, stop and have a refreshment afterwards or and a, and a bite to eat, do that. That stuff's important. Um, and that, you know, breaks up the travel a little bit, you know, have, have some of that conversation. You can learn a lot of things by talking with guys about situations and their experiences, um, how they might've handled things, um, how they might've, you know, done this. And, and that dialogue with, with guys, you know, can be really, really beneficial um, for everyone on our team. But I don't know if I answered your question or not. Oh, uh, you more, you more than answered the question. That's, that's a great answer, honestly. And like, I think it makes a lot of sense. Like, I think especially if, if, if our listeners picture a guy like you who would be traveling a ton of, you know, a lot of days of the year to travel to rinks. And I'm sure you love having that familiar face. That's, uh, you know, even like you say, that local guy that, that could be working the younger kids games. I mean, it must be great to at least have that familiar face you run into. And before we jump to, I want to ask you about the Olympics, obviously, but I'd love to get your thoughts. I mean, we've asked other guys this, but like, why do you think it's so easy to make those connections with fellow officials? Is it like, what's, what's kind of the secret sauce behind why we, you know, we all seem to have that sort of connection, that family mentality. 
Well, I think, like, you know, when you swallow, we had that connection. Um, I go back to it takes a certain person uh, to do our job. It takes a certain person to do what we do, put up with what we put up with, and we still, we just, I think, honestly, I would say this, uh, officials, um, and I'm going to just speak for hockey officials, but um, hockey officials in general, in my humble opinion, we love the game just as much or more than anybody else um, with all the stuff that we have to go through. We don't get to, you know, we don't get to eat team meals. We don't get to travel on the bus together. We don't get to practice. Practice for officials is games. And that's why experience is so important um, in officiating because there is no practice. You go out on a Friday night in front of 6,000 people, you're, you're, you're practicing. There, there wasn't anything leading up that you could do to simulate a situation or an environment like that um, with game speed and everything. Um, and I got a little off topic, but just saying that, um, it's just there's so many great people. I could probably count on one hand in the hundreds, maybe thousands of officials that I've run across in all my years that I would say, no, nah, I don't really care for that person because there's just so many good people that are involved in officiating. And that's why I said, you know, I think everyone just connects so well, um, you know, through the love, you know, for the love of hockey, uh, the love of officiating and that it's just a bond and it's a brotherhood. It's a fraternity. And um, I, I think it's really, you know, it's, it's really cool, but it's, it's, it's really important um, that we stick together. Cause at the end of the day, um, you have those guys that, that you're lacing them up with in that room. And then there's everybody else at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So we all know, you know, when certain stuff comes up and things happen that we can't control or predict, or like I said, we can only react to them. You have those guys to lean on and trust you. You, you have no one else. And, and that's why, you know, we gotta, we gotta take care of, take care of one another and look out for one another and be there for one another. And, um, the, you know, that support system is huge, uh, with fellow officials. Yeah, that's a, that's a great answer, man. And just, uh, like, I got to get to this Olympic thing here. I mean, we talk about, you know, that you kind of progress through your career and, you know, certainly there's, there's a ton of referees out there. There's a lot of referees that get to, to get to, you know, to work, you know, high levels of hockey and professional levels, but the number of guys that get to make it to the Olympics is pretty slim. And, and you were one of those guys that was fortunate enough to get to that level. I mean, like, how did that whole process go? Like, how, did you get a phone call? I mean, like, how did you get, you know, how did you get the notification you were going to the Olympics? Um, you know what? I have been lucky enough to uh, have been involved in WHF for, I think, I think around 2010. I got my international license. And... Um, I've been lucky enough to work all kinds of tournaments, all kinds of events, all kinds of, you know, everything for the IIHF, uh, for the International Ice Hockey Federation. Been blessed. The experiences that I've had, the people that I've met, um, it's been awesome. But, uh, yeah, they had a list for the Olympics, and um, we, it was from guys that have worked, uh, you know, multiple, uh, world senior world championships. And, um, 
at uh, together a list. We have a training camp um, in Switzerland. Uh, that was last uh, almost a year ago. And from there, we do all kinds of testing, things like that, on ice, off ice. And um, then there's a selection process that, that, they, that they go through. And then we found out um, the last week in November, I got a phone call from uh, Matt Leaf, the director of officiating for USA Hockey. And uh, he was the one that notified me that I had been selected for the Olympics. So um, truly blessed. It was the opportunity, you know, it was the time of my life. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I guess we have the NHL to thank for that. Because, <laughs> obviously, I wouldn't have had that opportunity had the NHL uh, gone to the Olympics. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I would say probably the greatest, you know, the, the thing with hockey, too, um, the, the, the best part about that is I got to go over there with some of my best friends in hockey, some of my best friends um canadians and americans and a couple guys that work over in europe um that to me was really special um you know my dad got to come over um for a week and watch me and that was special you know it's all those experiences but the number one thing that i'll take away from the olympics is they let we got a special vip um uh entrance and uh treatment for the closing ceremonies and that to me was the, was the best part of the Olympics. Um, being with my friends, that was the best part of the Olympics. Going to all the different events is the best part of the Olympics. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is it had nothing to do with hockey. Mm-hmm. And that's the cool thing. It's to, hockey's taken me around the world. And my best memories, none of it involves hockey. And you always hear those NHL guys, you know, when they finally hang them up. The NHL players, and they say, you know, I said, well, why are you going to miss most? And they say the boys. And no one ever says, oh, I'm going to miss hockey, or I'm going to miss practicing, or, you know, I'm going to miss, you know, playing. It's not. They're going to miss the boys. And so it's all those experiences, I guess, that have taken me. The World Championships um, that I've been able to do, I, I've done a lot. I've been very fortunate and lucky to do. I've worked a lot of World Championships. None of it involves hockey. Uh, you know, going out and seeing Prague, um, touring um, Copenhagen, Denmark, um, you know, seeing Moscow, Red Square, um, like all that kind of stuff with great people. Those are all my best memories. has nothing to do with hockey. That's, so yeah. I guess, you know, when guys do get opportunities to, uh, you know, to, to, you know, work tournaments and move up in a, you know what, embrace it. Uh, go out and do the very best. You know, make sure you're prepared. Uh, go, you know, go, go, do the very best that you can do. But off the ice, take it all in. Don't sit in your hotel room and just, you know, go out and experience things. Go to restaurants you're not used to. Go, you know, tour around. Ask some of the local, hey, I'm here. What should I do? And, you know, I've had off ice guys, hey, I got a boat. Do you want to go out fishing? Well, you know, when I've refereed in Florida. Went out fishing. Um, you know, I've been in Alaska. Went, you know, went dog sledding. Um, you know, I guess what I, you know, my point is, let hockey make life experiences for you. You know, and, and that could be, you know, if you're, if you, your goal is to be the best high school referee you could be, hey, go do it. 
to me, and you know, we're not going to work a playoff game this year. And, and go be the best official you can be, and go work a playoff game. You want to hey, listen? I want to work junior A tier two hockey this year. Go do it. You know, just I. And that's I've been so lucky, but I say to people all the time, my job, our job as officials, it never changes. You know, it doesn't matter if you're working a peewee game or you're working, you know, a pro hockey game. You're still out there to do the same thing. So, you know, the Olympics was absolutely unbelievable. Um, It it was, you know, so special, and I really did enjoy it. But, you know, it doesn't ever dawn on you that the whole world's watching. You're just out there to do a job, and when the job's over... You know, it's it. We get tickets to the figure skating tomorrow. Let's go check that out. So, uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was it was awesome. I I'll always remember it. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's. I hope that that's not the pinnacle of what I have to give to officiating. I will tell you that because I'd like to give back uh, to grassroots roots level uh, even more, and I really would like to get into. Uh, coaching and supervising um officials and um you know help help guys uh achieve their goals and move on and you know help everyone uh become better because i'll never forget the you know the people that helped me along the way get to where you know i have gotten um and i wouldn't be there without the you know took a took an army to get to get me there so i you know I have a lot, uh, a lot to give back and officiating. I feel, you know, I plan on doing that till uh, you know my days are numbered on this earth. So. <laughs> and uh, Tim, we'll let you go shortly because I know you got a you got a busy night ahead of you there. But uh, I, I wanted to pick up one thing that you said, and which I think was really cool. That's and... all right, Brandon. I'm watching the. I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching Jake. Uh, he's he's working right now, so I'm watching him from the air conditioning truck. <laughs> oh, what a what a great referee! Huh? Helping out the boys. Anyways, uh, no, there's one thing that stuck out in all honesty, man, is which you were talking about, you know, the memories that stick out for you aren't necessarily hockey related. And, you know, I know a lot of guys that, you know, they're not satisfied until they get to that next level. And sure, you want to encourage guys to to go as far as they can with officiating. But it's pretty cool from somebody that who has really been to that highest level. You're really you're not saying that that's the best memories you have. It's all about the off ice stuff, which, you know, I think anybody really, whether you work the Olympics or you work novice games for 20 years it's it's all at the end of the day it's the same sort of you know enjoy your time with the boys and have a good time and you know cherish those memories right absolutely absolutely i mean you know what i go back every day uh you know we get to go to the rink is a great day and you know part of that is because you know you're going to see you know quality people or really good friends um and there's just so much that go in, you know, that goes into it. But you know what? I, I think we're all, um, as officials too, we're we're all competitors um, in sport, and it doesn't matter. Um, you know, coaches uh, they want to move up. Uh, players they want to move up. It's only natural that us as officials. And listen, I I have done that my whole life, and yes, absolutely. I always wanted to move up. You always want to work the highest you can. Um, unfortunately that's, that, you know, it's not possible. Um, so, you know, along the way, there's that saying, um, you know, it's all about the journey, not the destination. And I think that's important for, for everybody to remember. And, um, you know, I've, I've 
had uh, had to you know keep that in my thoughts as well as uh, you know it's, it's not the, it's not the be all end all. There's a lot more that that matters. There's a lot there that that, that goes into it. Um, it's not you know it's not all about uh, you know again being the best official on the ice. I think it's more important to be the best person you can be on the no, Tim, that's uh, I couldn't have said it any better myself, and I think that's that's a great note for referees to to take away and to appreciate. And just before we let you go, I mean, I got to ask you. I mean, do you have any uh, a good piece of advice for for referees for linesmen that are that are listening out there? Uh, you know what? Uh, the only piece of advice I would have is uh, no regrets. And when I say that, um, I mean when you go out there, skate your bag off every single night every single night and you won't you always come off the ice saying hey that's they got my best tonight that was my best tonight and they got it and and you won't have any regrets um number two control the things you can control you can't always control assignments um like i said you can't control what happens in the game um you know there are a lot of things we can control so control the things that you can control to help you um, succeed and be the best official you can be. Um, number three, um, I guess treat others how you want to be treated. It'll go a long way. I'm talking from, um, you know, the, levels, the, the uh, athletic trainers. You never know when you're going to need those people. Those are some of my good friends too around the league. You treat, treat everyone how you want to be treated from athletic trainers to equipment, equipment guys. You'll never, there will be a time where you're in a pinch and you need one of those equipment guys, treat those guys right. Um, coaches, be professional with them and, and be honest with them. Always be honest. You can't, you, you cannot go wrong with being honest. You'll gain a lot of respect um, with guys. And that goes with your teammates too, with fellow officials. Hey, just be honest. I would say um, with, with, in, in regard with that, is be a good teammate. You know, treat your treat your teammates how you want to be treated. Be a good teammate. Be willing, you know, to bend over backwards for someone, um, whether it be getting to a game or covering a late game, so, you know, um, because you never know when you're going to need that guy to cover for you. Um, you know, you don't know when you're going to need someone to pick you up on the side of the road when you're traveling. Um, so I would say, you know, be the best teammate you can be. Um, you know, what do I say? Work hard, treat others. Just, there's so much. I, I really wish, uh, I really wish that I could uh, think of a few more here, but you know, it's just the simple things that I think, um, you know, uh, you know, will take people a long way and be yourself. Um, you don't have to change for anyone. You know, be yourself who you are. Um, and, and that's okay. Um, you know, and I would say too, with the players, I said it with the coaches, be honest with the players. You'll, uh, that goes a long way. Uh, guys respect that guys will respect you no matter what level it is. Guys will respect you if you're honest with them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I guess in saying that, hold people accountable, whether that's players or coaches or managers or, or anybody else. Um, you know, hold people accountable. We're not out there to be abused. Um, we're not out there, you know, to, to take, uh, you know, verbal punishment. 
Uh, that's not our job. Our job is, you know, hard enough as it is uh, without all that extra. Um, you know, so I guess I will say this, and, and uh, someone always told me this, and it always has stuck with me. Say thank you to the people that allow you to officiate. Um, say thank you to the people that have, you know, gotten you this far. Say thank you to the people that allow you to do what you love and that have helped you get better or improve. You know, say thank you to loved ones, you know, for, for giving you the time away from family to, you know, to do what we love. Thanks to, you know, supervisors, coaches, uh, parents, um, you know, whoever it might be, brothers, sisters, old bosses, whoever it might be that let you out of work early to do what you do. Um, you know, say thank you to the Zamboni driver who used to, you know, let you stay out 15 minutes practicing your backwards skating, you know, so you could be ready for training camp. Um, say thank you to the people that make sacrifices, um, you know, so, you know, to, to, that make sacrifices so that allow us to, you know, be a, be officials, be on the road, and do what we love. I think that that's super, super important. Yeah, there's a ton of great lessons there, Tim, and I feel like we'll definitely have to have you on uh, the show at some point down the road because I feel like we only scratched the surface of stuff that you could offer for advice. And you might, you want to ask me about the Olympics? I could ask you about this whole radio thing. I mean, next time I'd love to come on again. I want to write a jingle for my striping company, you know, just so. <laughs> Yeah, I've always wanted, you know, my own radio commercial. <laughs> Lord knows I can't afford it. But, you know, maybe you could allow me, like, a 15-second spot or something. Yeah, maybe we can give you a family and friends discount there, so, you know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, thanks again, Tim, honestly, for taking the time to chat. And like I say, we're, we're going to have to for sure have you on the show down the road. And uh, anyways, no, thanks again for your time, and uh, we'll, we'll chat soon. Sounds great, Brandon. I just want to thank you guys so much for having me on. It was It was a blast. And I would love to love to be on again. Um, I will keep listening uh, to the podcast. I really love uh, the guests you've had and the topics that uh, you've talked with people about. Uh, so I'll uh, I'll keep you I'll keep it on the radio. I will keep uh, listening and uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the summer. And uh, look forward to speaking with you maybe quite possibly uh, sometime during the season.